James here, just jumping in ahead of this final episode of season one of Live to Die to say a huge thanks to everyone who's listened along so far. Or if you're just jumping in at the end here, thanks for checking it out. Although I do highly recommend going back to episode one because that's a whole serialized story thing. Regardless, I just wanted to say a huge, huge thank you from the bottom of my heart to each and every one of you who've taken the time to listen to any of our episodes. It means a lot to us. We started this little over a year ago now, although we haven't been putting out episodes for a year. It just took us a while to get working on it. And it's been awesome. This whole journey has been wonderful for us. It's been a lot of learning and a little difficult at times. And it's been so much fun to get to spend time uh, with these four players at the table and to play this amazing story and this game that we love so much and to just spend the time together making something that we like, which just feels really wonderful. I do have a favor to ask, though, and I asked this last week, so please, you know, allow me to repeat myself. I'll keep it brief. If you have the opportunity, whatever platform you're listening to this on, please take a moment and rate and review the podcast. It makes a world of difference to us and helps other people discover it. It also gives us some feedback, you know, if there's stuff that we can work on. Regardless, though, please rate and review us. If you have any questions or comments, reach out to us on social media. All the information is in our show notes. That's the absolute best thing that any one of you could do to help us. And it's what we'd absolutely love to ask any of you to do. If for some reason that still doesn't feel like enough and you are still so excited and want to help more, we would like to let you know that we do now have a Patreon up. There's not really going to be a whole lot of stuff locked behind the Patreon wall. We're going to have some talkback things occasionally and some other small stuff. We'll mention it at the beginning of this episode a little bit, but I wanted to give you that heads up here. The biggest thing you can do is to rate and review us, but if you'd love to do more, We'd, uh, we'd love your support in any way you can. And the one way you can do that is going to our Patreon. And that's patreon.com slash live to die pod. Patreon.com slash live, L-I-V-E-T-O-D-I-E-P-O-D, live to die pod. And going there is a great chance to support us and help us work on our equipment and our hosting costs. A lot of our players drive up, so gas or lunch is sort of a, a big deal. This is never going to become a day job for any of us, but... Maybe we can help defray a little bit of the costs of the, the time and effort we put into the, the gear and the recording. Well, I've kept you long enough. Please enjoy this epilogue episode. And if you enjoy this, make sure you tune in next week because we'll begin uh, season two in which we're going to be playing Paizo's Kingmaker Adventure Path. We've got a few episodes recorded and I can tell you that they are uh, a hoot. So regardless of what you do or don't do, thanks for taking the time to listen to this. Thanks for checking out the episode. You mean so much to us as fans and listeners. Enjoy. dice, be nice, and stay tuned. This is the Live to Die podcast. So, uh, just looking back at our, um, at our predictions, who had wins the fight in five rounds? <laughs> Not at all. With nope. no deaths. Nope. I don't think the nope. worm had that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nobody thought that. The worm definitely didn't have that. Um, I think all of you really fixating on exactly how 
it mentally invades and then be like really digging into that. Cause I think there's a whole world in which you're like, okay, yeah, it mentally invades people check. I'm sure that just like a save we make with an ability it activates. Let's use our next usage of this to figure out its weaknesses or like what its special abilities are. But the fact that all of you were like, all right, let's, let's focus intensely on it. And the answer happened to be something that was a little old school D and D like that sort of some, that's some tomb some of horrors. Like anyone who looks at themselves in the mirror, sort of like it, it, it was a narrative choice. Like there was, there's a die roll if you respond. And I, I, I read, I'm, I'm upset with myself that I waited this long to hit record. Cause we were just talking about this a, a moment ago. And Jane was even saying like, Oh yeah, I 100% would have told the worm to go like fuck off. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. And in fact, when we learned that, I was like, have I already done that? Like- <laughs> I did that too. Cause I know I talked shit to him, but I didn't know if it was in my head or out loud. Like it made me nervous for a second. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So <laughs> there's so many things, honestly, that, I think had we not, I think just our personalities as players, we like want to know all the info and get all the background. Like we are researchers, I think at our core. And I think if we hadn't gone about it that way, I feel like the worm profits would have shown up to this and like effed us up. I feel like we wouldn't have known how, you know, talking back to it basically gives you the potential for being invaded. And we also like maybe wouldn't have known anything about, Kenzen, if we hadn't passed that first check with Jared rolling, I think he had to get like a 16 or mm-hmm. above, right? Like, yeah. so there's just 16 some, or 17, like right on. Yep. Yeah. There's just so many ways that like things could have happened that we did not see coming. Yeah. It's kind of wild. Um, and then you all rolled really well. We, we were did. talking about that. And here's what all I'll say. All of us. Even Jane. Yep. <laughs> you know what? Like, you know, it didn't come <laughs> up once in that entire fight. All right. No, 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 no. What? Tell us. <laughs> <laughs> But it was good. It was good. We all hope it's good. And it was. We'll have to like go back and listen to what the lowest roll was. It does say probably not going to be good. Yeah. So there's a chance. (laughs) Well, it was. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. Fuck you, Sherman. (laughs) Look, and and, and I'm going to tee this up. I'm going to put it on the recording. So either I'm going to really have to hold myself to this or just edit this out and post that we're going to go into, I think, a lot more details. One of the We have a Patreon. We haven't really been talking about it because I really wanted to finish this first season of the show before I did. Uh, but I think we're going we're gonna to take some time and think about how this, these final episodes went, and we're going to kind of record us talking about it. We're going to go way behind the screen on numbers and answering questions about the plot, and we'll put that up on the Patreon. So by the time this episode airs, go check that out. Subscribe. Throw us a... A buck or two a month if you're feeling if you're feeling saucy and at flush. Live to die on Patreon. I think so. I'll put it in the show notes. Check the show notes and our social. Um, so I don't want to spend too much time talking about like the numbers, but yeah, that like, you rolled well and it wasn't easy. That natural twenty will save from you, Trent. Like we were talking yeah. about it. Jared would have required only a natural twenty to even succeed. Yeah, and the fact that you rolled it, like yeah. you rolled to decide who it affected right on the table in That's front of true. everyone. And I was like, ah, who's it going to be? Cause at this point, like, I think it's it, one of its biggest threats was, was Drosharis. So I was like, okay, he's, he's a yeah. big threat. He's like a big personality. That is not what I expected out of this fight. I expected Drosharis to get nerfed a little bit just because it was such a powerful caster and it could move yeah. away from him. And you know, it had shit ton of actions when it has time stop. So I kind of expected Drosharis to struggle. Yeah. You know, what was honestly a harder fight. I mean, 
the lesser. Oh, wow, just dunking on the end of the story, how much it sucks. Yeah, this wormy <laughs> shit. This uh, one went well for us compared to others, that's yeah, for sure. Right. It yeah. did, but I have to say, like, I think the lesser deaths are obviously the one that we all think of, of like, oh my God, yeah. that was so hard. But another one that I thought was really hard and unexpected in a lot of ways was the, um, like, first Sack Hill that we fought when we first met the psychopomps oh. and it had like isolated Dro yeah, and Val. Yeah. yeah. And it was like everything, like we were all separated. We couldn't see anybody. We couldn't do anything. Like that was a really intense fight also in a way that I thought this would be more like of like spells that kind of throw us off our game more. I chewed and stabbed that thing to death. You did. Well, you know, Jane, you and I just the other night were talking about like tropes we like in movies and film. And we were talking about like, the everyone comes together and then kicks ass trope. Yeah, of course. Which I, I think was really kind of fun to see here because you did kind of have that in other boss fights where like the first boss fight uh, in a chapter one, a couple of you were isolated from each other and couldn't work together. End of chapter two was the gray death and your attention was kind of divided. The building was coming down. There were gray gardeners. How do you save the people who were at the party? Mm-hmm. And so like, this is the first time as a boss fight, you kind of all got to do the right stuff, like swagger walk yeah. in together yeah, that was cool. And you even had that. Just yeah. no chance of like splitting damage. Yeah. Like there's one creature and we're all just piling on. Sorry. We're all just piling on Split, at once. Splitting damage, I think, is the bane of Pathfinder Second Edition parties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Also, I think so. that's how you lose fights. Is it fair to say that had we not killed them first, the worm prophets would have showed up to this fight? Oh, yeah. The gap between it talking and you shooting was it attempting to magically conjure all of them there. Yeah. Mm. We'll get more and it didn't that. know that they were dead. Yeah, this is where like well, I'll save a lot of this for the more conversation. But it talks a lot about like its worldview and how it sees itself, and there's it has some emotional blind spots. Mm-hmm. So interesting. Yeah, its father <laughs> <laughs> it has a rough relationship with its father. To be fair, its father it used to be a bigger worm, and then it got cut in half. Mm. So mm, gotcha. Yeah, it, it sees its whole self as its father, and then it's it and its brother as its current self. Sure. Well, let's, uh, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to cut the time we have in half. So let's, let's go ahead and jump. Brunch. Thank you. Right oh. in to our story where we're at. Drosharis has just cut himself out of the belly of the conqueror worm. Strode out. Fox is still technically in its dead body. <laughs> I did look up the mechanics to what to do if you die while something swallowed whole. Mm-hmm. And it's, a fr- I think it's like automatic that the people that are nearby the corpse just pull you out. Yeah, if mm-hmm. you have the time. And yeah. we definitely have a few rounds, so. I slip and slide out of there. <laughs> nice. You climb your way out the hole that Roshar has cut. <laughs> yeah. Holy fuck. <sighs> You're right. You're alive. Am I? You, you look alive. Oh, and he like looks at his hands we? and there's like worm juice and... I, sorry, I don't have prestidigitation. You just have to keep that on for a while. I feel like Val still has her gun out and just like fires a couple shots into the conqueror worm just to make sure. Twitches a couple times. No. Fox is in there. Okay. <laughs> ah. Let me get rid of this acid rain as well. Like, yeah, oh yeah I come out and I'm ah, like, what the ah. fuck? The only damage I took the whole time was Watson's acid rain. Is it? I reach in and pull Fox out. Ugh, thanks. Like, I imagine I grab the end of your halberd and just... <laughs> is, is it over? Uh, 
Val certainly wants to do like a perception or a medicine or something on the worm and make sure it's actually dead. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do perception on the worm. I've got your perception check over here. Sure. It seems pretty fucking dead. Can I... The only thing you don't know is if it may have somehow mentally infected someone between your touch point yesterday and today. Right. right. You know, Kenzen was on that list, but... Uh, he's a soul in the bone lands right now. So. <laughs> Can I detect magic in here? Oh, yeah. Um, so There's a giant pit. And interestingly enough... And a bunch of flat screen TVs on the east wall. <laughs> those are gone. <laughs> oh. Those of you who are outside of it, the second the worm died, those projections whoosh, vanished. Okay. Yikes. And we could see kind of all the while a gray death rampaging around killing people. Uh, yes, specifically in the town of uh, Halvin, about a hundred yeah. plus miles away. I think Val would say that she'd be like, that. that's Halvin, that's a town, it's a hundred miles from here. Um, <sighs> oh, that really sucks for them. It's hardcore. Do we go? Can we go? I can't go. I mean, go. we'd never get there before. We'd make it in time. I could try to send a message. Yeah, you would know that basically anyone who is at high enough level dies within 20, uh, see, 6, 12, 8, 24 seconds. They are dead. Anything within a thousand feet of it dies in 24 seconds. Can it's I roll a society like level. to see if I would know anybody that's nearby there who could do something useful? I mean, it's already been long enough to have killed the majority of that town. Yeah, I'm just saying. Sure. Now, though, if the worm is dead, is that other worm still if the, the conquer worm is dead is the gray death is still the gray death still out there terrorizing hawkins Vern or whatever you say give me a religion whoever <laughs> someone can give me a religion check i can do that is huckleberry still out there <laughs> huckleberry fairy oh mm-hmm. still rolling hot guys natural 17 hey, what's nice. that total um terrible math 46 so you'd suspect that the worm's power sort of triggered its release uh, but the spirits are in there it's not like it maintained them that's that's where they are they're they're trapped in those things so the spirits were released the ghosts yeah. there's no reason that they would uh, like stop existing yeah I would say the gardeners have already done their damage they already trapped all the souls in there that have created this monster the worm just let it out hmm is there a percent, perhaps some some group we could, whose aid we could enlist to help get these things out of each of them? It has to be people just as hardy as we are, at least. The Grey Death will kill anything that comes near it. There are seconds. none as hardy as me. True. Can we reach your Eagle Knights, Fox? We just need a fleet of vampires. Perhaps, but I, <laughs> uh, is the is the city coastal? No. Do yeah, I do I know anybody nearby. that would be around that's a badass? Um, not near Halvin. Halvin. I'm double checking. Halvin. Halvin. <laughs> I think the best we can do is try to prevent the others from releasing what's already there. Oh, I'm so tired. Unfortunately, I think they are. There's nothing we can do to help them. I agree with Fox. So, Trent, your detect magic. Uh, real quick, Jane, I wanted to pull up a little more for you. 
Um, we don't know a ton about it. Um, Halvin's only a population of about 2,000. It's uh, a large town. I'm checking my Galarian. Uh, it's on sort of like mid-northern Galt. Um, not too far south from the southeast corner of the River Kingdoms, actually. Mm. Uh, kind of off on its own. There's not a, a whole lot to it. It's just north of the Boarwood. Sort of isolated. Uh, Trent, you do pick up a level 19 divination aura. Um, it sort of near one of the statues. You see, remember how there's three statues where the worm started? One of them was collapsed. Your giant chasm you opened uh, collapsed the already collapsed statue down into it and in that rubble you pick up a level 19 divination aura Ooh. so there's there's that um I may even stormwind so it's down in the chasm yeah it I fell may down. even like stormwind flight go down there see if I can uh, figure out what it is yeah or with uh, fox as well yeah you're gonna flop down with Watson just so he's not on his own sure. for the record uh if the worm, which I mean, it's a worm, it could probably chase me anyway, but if it came down to all of you getting swallowed by the worm and I was by myself, my plan was to just jump into the chasm <laughs> and then try to use the Earth Glide cloak to just run through the chasm walls. You may have died. It was 40 it's pretty, feet deep. Pretty deep. But I was like, at that point, I'd rather do that than get swallowed by yeah, the conqueror worm. Enough. In the rubble, you find an ornate crown with an incandescent gemstone set into it. I actually have an image of it. I'm not going to play the the song bit, but it, it looks like this. Oh, oh, you want to uh, take a shot at describing that? Nothing to see down here. <laughs> it's a crown, but <laughs> it's not like nothing. the pointy kind. It's got yeah, like kind of curves swooshy. and waves on top. Our historian, talk to us. Okay. Um, it's definitely got an Art Nouveau type feel. Got Ooh. curving organic lines. Uh, silver with some sort of like topaz color center stone um, and a bunch of smaller blue stones all around it. Cerulean. Well done. Cerulean. Cerulean. Yeah, well done. Oh. <laughs> this is... <laughs> this is yeah. Nobody gets that? Nope. Oh, it's been a while. Yeah. She says, I got a blue sweater on and she's like, actually, it's Cerulean. <laughs> <laughs> Great movie. Yeah. Is it actually? I just remember enjoying it a lot when I saw it. It is not necessarily yeah. a great movie, but it is. Okay. A good movie. But so, it's not, but it is, but it's not. So it's Watson, complicated. You pick this up. This is the magical thing. Cool. I, he flies back up and uh, he's like, I found his crown. What the fuck does that do? I don't know, but it is very high level divination magic. Hmm. Shall I put it on? Anybody? What you do have, we have to lose? You have to take off your little scarf, sure. I think. No. Can you take Slots off that? Slots are no longer a thing. It's yeah, total invested items. Uh, Can you take off that terrifying put bandana? Yeah, she puts it on. Watson, you, it settles down onto your head. You feel its cold metal touch against your balding pate. And you die instantly. That has no instant effect. <laughs> You're the king of gold. <laughs> Look, I have a crown. <laughs> but if you do want to try to... Um, you know, figure out some magical shit yeah, on it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's your what's your nature bonus? Nature is thirty three. Okay. Yeah. So you actually are able 
to kind of piece this together a little bit. Uh, this is something known as a third eye. Oh, I have mm. one of those already. When invested, this ornate <laughs> crown and its incandescent gemstone meld into your head and take the form of a tattoo. This grants you otherworldly sight and allows you to read auras. No one but you can manipulate the third eye while it's invested by you. Your heightened senses and ability to sense emotion, uh, emotional auras grants you a plus three bonus to perception checks. Whoa, okay. You continuously see magic auras as a ninth level detect magic spell, except you see the location of all auras within 30 feet, not just the strongest. If you use a seek action to study a creature you can see, you can perceive an aura that conveys knowledge of the creature's health, including all of their conditions and afflictions and an appro approximate percentage of its remaining hit points. So this has already been part of me now? Is it, is, is so you have to invest it. Oh. And you can always choose to take it off. And finally, once per day, for two actions, you gain the effects of an eighth level true seeing spell. Ooh. Wow. Um, he would take it off and give it to Val. And be like, I think you could really use this. Uh, Might help doesn't with really your tell her what it does. Though. Recall okay. knowledge checks. <laughs> I'll still kill you. <laughs> Not if I kill you first. This will help you see uh, the intentions of people better. Oh, I love that. I have to say, I'm really glad none of us died. I can't believe that none of us died. Yeah, how I did that happen? Yes, I... You kind of kicked its ass, I'm not going to lie. Perhaps. You guys got swallowed. It was our destiny. I ah. guess it wasn't our day. We better contact you-know-who. Perhaps we had some divine intervention. Mm. Perhaps. Although I do think that we should check in on that situation before we consider ourselves fully in victory. Well, I want to search this room first. Kind of yes. want to pee on it. Also... But Watson that. wants to <laughs> Val wants to He's reconstruct. Old, so it'll be just like spurts, but it'll be like dust. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm so glad this is over. <laughs> There's another season. <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry, Watson can see through fog. <laughs> He does. He does throw up, throw up some fog real quick, so uh, no, no one can watch him pee, and then he, <laughs> you know, disperses it. Uh, can uh, I do a reconstruct the scene, please? Oh no! Yeah, it, so it, it looks like I, I peed on it. Looks like Drosharis <laughs> cut his way out. No, I mean of the yeah. room. It lets me know like spent, what's been going on for the last twenty four hours. Last twenty four hours, the worm has spent working on its magic ritual to try to connect and unleash all of the final blades. Why does it want to do this? Why? What was to gain by unleashing these gray deaths to just kill so many people? Why was it so obsessed with Galt? Immortality. Do you and think it's being fueled domination. by all this death, or do you think it just hates this country? I think it's an evil god. Is it a god? It said it was. Not I've anymore. never heard of it. Well, it's my god a, makes it a point to kill those that are not, but think they are. It's not a god anymore, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. Speaking of, I probably have some communing to do at some point about all of that. All right, then I'm going to look for treasure. I'm going to start searching these things over here. <laughs> so you start checking at the shrines of the three gods. Watson, while you're pissing, or, you know, uh, <laughs> aerosolizing... <laughs> Spurting. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Just give me a minute. It might take a little bit. 
So you're, you're looking around the room trying to find something to distract yourself. Uh, and you notice the room you're standing in with the body of the worm. Several large tables are standing against the walls of the room, and you can under you can actually s- see something kind of unique underneath these tables, some sort of like a like a bench level, uh, almost shelf underneath the tables. You see several flat sheets of sharpened metal. Um, each of them almost as big as the tables. Whoa. Guillotine blades. Oh, mm. right, right. Is this That's the tables over there? Yeah, it's the, the room okay. where the worm was when you killed it yeah. over on the... Um, south side. The south side of the room. And you, So obviously they're not, like, intrinsically magical. You could look at them a little more and find out. You're not, if you're detecting magic, right. they aren't. Um, but if you're detecting magic and looking around the room, you do see that there's all sorts of components in here and notes sort of bits of information scrawled on chalk in the wall and parchments on the table with things written on them. I'm probably not smart enough to know what all this says, but... Can I do an occult check? Oh, actually over there looting the shrines. Oh, that's right. Are these Valid. shrines? Are these sarcophagi? or Those are shrines just, to the okay. three gods I mentioned in the last episode. Um, yeah, I didn't know if these are things I can open, though. Or like, no, they're just okay, shrines. Cool. And they're, they're old as shit. Okay. Um, but Val, yeah. Val will come look around with Watson. Do you know Watson? What's in, in what's in here? I don't know. There's some like there's some blades, uh, final blades, some writing, some components of some sort. Can I do a? I don't know a cult or sure. Go ahead is it what type of thing? Like what does this all look like? You go ahead and roll a cult. You said that. Okey-dokey. Let's try that. Mm-mm. I don't know what my cult name is. That's some terrible Thirty-nine. Uh, you see that this is materials. Twenty-five thousand gold worth of rare oils, onyx gems, reagents set up here, along with some notes on. Now they're missing notes but a lot of notes on the creation of Final Blades. Hmm. Um, how long are you willing to spend kind of looking through this and analyzing it? I mean, that combat went really fast. So I would say I'm happy to spend like a couple hours yeah. in here if we need to. While you're looking through that, what's everyone else get up to for a couple hours? Joe, are you being like a couple hours with the thorough looking through the room or? I'm going over at Joe's likes to gather knowledge like that hasn't stopped yeah. so he's over there looking at these shrines and gathering whatever he can gather. Yeah I think Fox is helping Drew. So is the like oppression of the of the will of the conscience sort of still there? Gone. So Watson is going to go like sit in a corner and try and commune with the spirits then. Okay. Cool. You're, you're able to find some it's just for people coming back. Uh, I mentioned all of you sort of wrap up what you're doing while Val is still sort of fervently in these notes and materials. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. What would you do as you wrap that up and see Val over in the room just no, working at if that? If she's doing a cult check, so I'm going over there to help. Yeah. Doesn't look like there's much over there, Val. <laughs> it's all about how to make final blades. There are some things missing. Val and Dro 
You two think you are understanding more about how final blades work as you research through this. And if you're willing to stay here, maybe even through the night, or at least the next several hours, you think you could figure out how to destroy them. Cool. I would say there's no reason not to stay down here. If the oppression's gone, the worm's dead, we might even benefit from staying down here to make sure that nothing comes back. Yeah, I think so too. And although I would say the only thing we need to make sure of is that Kenzen hasn't reawoken as some sort of worm that the plan worked, but... Well, in the city of Havlin's been destroyed. But it's so far away. Like, we, you, yeah, you've we told us there's nothing we can do about that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't tell you there's nothing you can do about it. I just told you it's very far away. But it's definitely been a few hours now. So, I would like to stay and figure out how these work. How yeah. to stop them. I think Watson. we've come to the agreement that the best thing we can do is try to destroy the other final blades. Fox and Watson, what yeah. do you two do? Uh, I'm very old, but I, I suppose we can try this. If you need to take a nap, we've got this. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I think Fox is just eating. Also, he wants to destroy these things too. I mean, he would, Watson would start patching people up as they need. The only thing I need healing from is your acid rain. Eh, well. So, I helped. <laughs> the two of you work. And I, I like to imagine that there's sort of like a, almost some visual callbacks. The last time the two of you were awake, late together, and working was sort of like when you were keeping watch, when the two of you had the conversation, realizing perhaps how at odds you might have been or might have found yourself. But every time you start putting pieces together, I sort of imagine it's like the wire scene, like, fuck, motherfucker. Motherfucker. <laughs> but like, each of you just starting to piece together, realizing... It definitely took the worm to make these blades. And you feel like without a worm, making another one is beyond anything the two of you could imagine. Mm. But you begin to piece together a ritual. It would take four people to blunt a final blade. A primary ritualist who must be legendary in either occultism or religion. And then secondary members of the ritual using arcana, crafting, and the society. And then either occultism or religion, whichever one isn't used in the primary. Because the, we're doing mechanics mm -hmm. to do this, did we level up after killing that monster? You did. Right. Oh, yeah. But don't worry, about, don't worry about that yet. I'm the ritual would take right a now. day to Dang. cast. Needs 10,000 gold worth of powdered mithril and rare grave dirts. Anointing the final blade with powdered mithril and grave dirt, speaking softly and carefully to the souls trapped within, you think you can create a pathway connecting the blades themselves and the boneyard, letting them pass gracefully out of this life and onto the next. Interesting, they're like living beings. With this level up, Val would become legendary in religion. And I would become legendary in a cult. And you know that like, there's not a lot of 18th level fuckers just running around Galarian. Right. You're probably two of the only people in Galt that could lead rituals like this. It'd be 19th at this point. Sorry, 19th, two of the, like, mm -hmm. yeah, two of the only people in Galt who could lead rituals like this. And there's still a gray death 
mm-hmm. just running rampant across she, the countryside. She would maybe even look at Dro and be like, what do you think? Are you ready to kill death again? Can't wait. I have a few things to do first, but I'm game. So I think we'll fade out there. And as we fade back up, distant voices can be heard approaching a door in a dark room. As the voices get closer, the door bursts open and a woman is removing her coat and gloves and tossing them onto a halfling that's barely able to keep up. I don't really care, Vith. Just get it done. Uh, uh, Yes, yes, my lady. And if he continues to resist, we may need to call upon some uh, assistance. Blackjack? (laughs) That old fool hasn't been heard from in decades. No, he will complete the assignment or he will face the consequences. Simple. Now go away, please. Uh, Yes, my lady. The halfling turns, bows, bows his head and turns to leave, but stops just at the door. Uh, would you like me to get a fire going, my lady? It's supposed to be a cold night. The woman sits at her desk chair and starts to rub her eyes. You can tell she's got a headache from the halfling's voice. Uh, I just want you to leave. Now get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> The halfling quickly closes the door, leaving the room dark again. (laughs) A moment passed before the woman freezes in her chair. A quick glance to the pitch black corner on the other side of the room. She reaches inside a small drawer and her eyes widen, realizing it's empty. Fire isn't such a bad idea, Callie. The sound of a longsword unsheathing can be heard behind her chair, followed by small flames dancing down a black blade extinguishing at the tip just inches in front of her face. I really fucking hate when you call me that. (laughs) Yes, but I am feeling a bit antagonistic at the moment. The dark figure steps around the side of the chair, keeping the tip of the blade close to the woman's face as sweat begins to bead. One scream, and at least ten people rush this room to kill you, Trasharis. I understand you are angry, but you do not have to be suicidal. You know, you taught me very well, Callie. So well, in fact, that I am happy to tell you there is no one else. They're all dead. And now you and I are the only ones left. As for my anger, you have no idea. But you will, right after you explain this. And Drosharis' tosses... Trosharis tosses an ornate gray mask on the desk. Hmm. You always were my very best agent tonight's wrath. But you were too naive to stay alive in this game. Too blind to see a bigger picture. I was setting us up for the future, and Valentine was in the way. You really did turn out to be a disappointment. I saw you at the party. I didn't want to believe it was you at first. Finding your mask forced me to realize your hand in all of this. It was the eyes that gave you away. You always really had lovely eyes, Callie. Well, what do you wait? The sound of flames whirled around the room as the sword swiftly strikes the woman right at the neck, taking off her head and the back of her chair as they both, as her body slumps to the floor. Mr. Vith, could you come in now, please? The halfling opens the door and steps into the room with a sly smile, holding up a lantern to see. Uh, All taken care of then, Your Grace? Yes, thank you. Could you please get the carriage ready while I clean up a bit? 
it's time to go find her and finish the rest and hope she's in a good mood. Okay, and we fade up on Valentine, and she is on a grassy hillside um, in what looks to be kind of the charred remains of a rather large building. There's like, you know, parts of stone walls still standing and pillars, and it's looking out over the the skyline, if you will, of Latron, so a little ways outside of the city. And as she walks through the wreckage, she comes to what looks to have once been like a grand entryway standing among, you know, she's standing there with like stone pillars and maybe some steps that are still there. Um, But most of it is open air, like it's totally destroyed and burned. And she kneels down on the ground with a flower in her hand and lays it at the base of one of the stone pillars that looks to be like where something would open up into this building. And she hesitates for a moment and then she places a glossy black feather on the ground next to the flower and draws a spiral in the dirt on the ground. <laughs> How touching. I never took you for the sentimental type. And Val like snaps up and immediately like draws the pistol and the dagger because it's not often that somebody sneaks up on Val without her even knowing that they're coming. And as she's looking in front of her, she sees this like tall woman in a dark cloak. She looks like he, she's probably in her mid thirties and she's staring at Val with these intense eyes, but what Val first notices is a red streak running through her dark hair and two dual sawtooth sta- sabers displayed openly on her back. She's not even trying to hide them. And Valentine kind of like shudders, like she startles a little bit. Valentine de Castel, or shall I say Monte? You've been causing quite a stir lately, haven't you? Do you know who I am? And Val is clearly surprised and a little shook, but she still answers. And she says, Jacqueline, the blood mistress of the Red Mantis High Killers. Though to be fair, I always thought you were more of a legend. Good. At least Monte taught you some actual history. I'll make myself clear, Valentine. Your mentor was an apostate of our order. We take the job, we take the coin, and we do not concern ourselves with petty political disagreements. Monte believed that he could use the skills of those who walk in blood to tip the scales and curb what he viewed to be unjust power. He was a fool who got distracted by the squabbling of one insignificant little country. He left our order and we let him be. But don't think I haven't kept my eye on his little pet projects. You've never posed much of a concern to us, but when you start picking fights with the demigods, well, I'm bound to take notice. And Val has her pistol still directed at Jacqueline, but she knows that if it came to her needing it, it wouldn't matter anyway. But still, she cocks an eyebrow and she says, in my defense, the demigod started it. <laughs> You've embarked on quite a game with the gods. You pretend to worship Callistria while truly worshiping our god Achekek. And yet, are you sure that chain around your neck should not actually become a spiral? Who are you, Valentine? A mantis or a spider? A use or a threat? And Valentine, Valentine is just quiet and waiting and looking around and trying to take in everything she can about what might happen next. Mm, you've become quite powerful. You can deduce weakness among your enemies in a way others cannot. Consider this my first notice, Valentine. I will be in touch. But there is something you need to attend to first. 
And Valentine glances over Jacqueline's shoulder just then, just in time to see a dark carriage pull up in the distance. And by the time she looks back, Jacqueline is gone. Valentine looks once more kind of back at the remains of her old home where she grew up and was raised and learned everything that she learned. And by the time she turns back around, she knows who will be there already. Uh, good afternoon, Lady Valentine. Lord Orwin requests a moment to speak with you. Val rolls her eyes so far into the back of her head and starts walking towards the carriage and opens the door. Lord Orwin? Good afternoon, Lady Valentine. Blackout. <gasps> uh, we can fade up <laughs> on the Mind Spin Mountains. Really quick, before we do that, I would just like to say Trenton gets a, a retroactive patch yeah. for yeah. that incredible <laughs> voice King acting. Patch. Kingmaker patch. Well done. No, like, 10 of 10, buddy. I think Trenton's going to get one of the very last gray, uh, gray death patches. Yes! Let's Darth Maul over. I just love silly voices. We just sprung those both on him yeah. right now. He was supposed to be Vith originally. <laughs> I do love Jared, the continuity of Jared being Vith. <laughs> Jared, you are going to be Vith serving Vith different oh, yeah. people in every yeah. game we ever play from now on. Deal. Vith is a shady assassin halfling, so have fun with that. Cool. So All right, we, continue. <clears throat> we fade up on what you would think would be a cold, snowy region deep in the mind spin mountains, but it's actually very calm, spring like. And a obviously very old Watson Himmelgale is caning his way with his staff up through a tiny little village. And he walks through the center of town and sort of nods to people. And you, you even catch some eyes sort of like glancing at him like, no way. No way he's here right now. And as he walks through, he manages to find a tiny little graveyard. And there's a little bench. He just sits down. Maybe a little sprite kind of hops up on his knee, sits down, looks up at him. Hello, father. I'm sorry I never got to come before this. And I'm sorry we left on such terrible conditions, but... Ah, I can tell you I have lived a long life. So much good and so much bad but I think you would be proud of me at least I hope so no it was hard when when mom died and I was so angry at you but you were right there is a lot of bad things in the world but I was also right it's not all bad dad so much good there is so much good here. Hmm. So allow me to start at the beginning, after I left. Let's see, that was back in 4606. I was about... Bro, I'm choked up. That was fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Oh. And then uh, camera fades up again. And uh, Fox is standing on a second floor balcony <clears throat> overlooking the sea. In a really nice, beautiful home, um, he watches the waves in silence as the sun dips below the horizon. He's lost in thought. Um, his mind 
travels through the events of the last weeks in Latron, um, flashes of faces and events that he has a hard time remembering after coming face to face with the, the Conqueror Worm. His muscles tense as he relives the final battle in his mind and the success of vanquishing the worm and sees the faces of his companions. He stares wordlessly at the tide uh, as the tide begins to rise and the sky grows darker. And uh, from behind him, a voice just says, You okay? It's a feminine voice. Uh, and joining him on the balcony is a familiar auburn-haired woman, Nicoletta de Merci. Ooh! It's getting dark. Uh, Balin, without looking back, replies, Yes, I'm fine. Just thinking. Uh, puts on a small smile and turns to her. She says, Okay. Just let me know when you come back inside. Someone wants to say goodnight. Uh, Nicoletta disappears back into the house. Uh, Fox stands there contemplating for a little bit longer. And then makes his way into the house. Weaving down the main hallway of the upstairs, pulls open the door to a small bedroom. He smiles widely as he sees Nicoletta gently tucking into bed. A blue-skinned baby girl. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Protruding from her tiny head. Fox smiles. His smile grows warm. He leans down, gives the little one a kiss, and rustles her hair. He nuzzles her affectionately as her tiny eyes close in peaceful slumber. Then Fox says goodnight, walks upstairs to his room, and uh, puts his halberd in a chest, locks it, and uh, walks back out onto the balcony. Overlooking the sea, quietly contemplating. Oh, Jared's the dad in real life and in the game? I like that he puts it away in the gun safe. He's like, all right. <laughs> like, all right. I'm sure she doesn't get her hands on this. Well, you're retired. Oh, my God. Right? Is that yeah, you're retired. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, let's talk about Galt. What a in piece the days of shit. that follow, <laughs> word spreads. The gardeners have fallen. Yeah, New they did. factions begin to arise across the country. The unmaskers working to find what's left of the gardeners and bring them to justice. Conversations among chaotic courts and chambers. Camilla Dranek at the head of all of it, attempting to keep some level of civility and order in the countryside. Firebrands, revolutionaries, from inside of and outside of Galt, work everywhere they can to bring together the final blades, to take the ritual taught to them. It's been shared through occult circles and traditions to bring an end to these. There still are some that are unaccounted for. Razor Jenny, the guillotine that once sat at the center of Torvin Academy in the Galton city of Edme, it's been missing. No one knows where it is, but rumors spread that a occult society holds seances somewhere deep below the city, attempting to talk to the spirits trapped inside of the blade. Margus the Chopper. Well, eyewitnesses and Isarn swear they saw a single hooded figure in a blacksmith's apron load it aboard a wagon and drive it out the eastern city gates. 
The guillotine's been gone for weeks now. But now a vigilante, calling himself House Setter's Vengeance, stalks the outskirts of the city. And the folks in town say his butcher's blade is made from a fragment of a final blade, as he stalks down any and all he believes to have once worn the gray masks. Who the hell is that? <laughs> There's still more that are left undone. You realize that this is all coming from a man sitting in a bar. You know, a lot of people I've heard contemplate and talk. All sorts of rumors about who it was, the figures who took down and toppled the monastery of the gardeners. There are some who say they were agents from outside, others I've heard tell wax poetic about the different entities and groups here within Galt that it could have been. It's probably one of the most popular pastimes I've come across in my weeks here in Galt, speculating on who they may be. Some claim to have even met those adventurers in person. Who's to say what they really are, though? Man slaps down a gold coin on the bar, way overpaying for his beer. Stands up, grabs this musical instrument that had been playing itself and slings it over his shoulder, tips his hat, a large feather in it, to the barkeep. As you hear someone from the door call to him, It's time to go. Oh my god. We've got work to do. <laughs> the bard strolls out into the road and climbs into a wagon, a part of a small group and sits down next to Nelibit. We're gonna get Tulip Nelibit team up at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Did you find out anything new? Well, rumors of Carmine Nell, a final blade, they're hard to come by. But last I heard, Someone heard and saw something of it just outside of Tregan, and the sounds of it a night hag has gotten her hands on it. If we're to rescue all the souls of your fellow worshippers of Phrasma trapped inside that blade, we better get there soon. And from the back of the wagon, Ah, uh, when are we going to get something for dinner? Yeah. Let's go! Yes! Yeah. Yeah. lives! Tune in next season. Thanks, everybody. The end, everybody. Good job. (laughs) The Live to Die podcast is a production of Live to Die Gaming. Follow us on social media at Live to Die Pod. Leave a review and tune in next week for more. If you like the amazing background audio and music, all that credit goes to Sirenscape. Make sure you check them out at sirenscape.com.